podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. What does Paul Lewis bring to this cobblers team? Goals, that's what. Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not to three. Hello, welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me, the fans' podcast for Northampton Town. Coming up, the Cobblers win for a fourth game in a row, and Jeffy is giddy over a certain left back. Uh, before we get to how good the Cobblers uh, are right now, I want to say a big hello and thanks to Richard Hamley, our latest member of the podcast fan club. Richard has signed up to support the making of the podcast and get access to our exclusive Slack channel community and loads of bonus content, including a brand new weekly podcast extra from our very own Danny. Yes. Hi, by the way, Charles. Hi. Um, I'm hoping this is an extra selling point to people. They might just hear that and think, no, bloody hell, no. Don't want any more of him. (laughs) (laughs) But basically, (laughs) basically what happened is um, I kept doing the League 2 roundup at the end of every pod and uh, trying to shoehorn it in. um, And Charles got annoyed. So I basically just said, why don't we just do it as a Patreon-only special? And he said, oh, go on, then you do that. So there we go. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be a bonus episode just for the fan club. It's going to be released every Monday. You'll get all your all your John Yems roundup. You get Kettle Watch, all your silly goals, all your awful players, all, all, all your Jonathan Mitchells. All your Jonathan Mitchell. Oh, don't ruin it, Charles. Don't ruin it. <laughs> Jonathan Mitchell may be featuring this week. Tune in to find out. And every week. <laughs> if you are already a fan club member, then you'll have already heard the first one. That is course. very true. So, but you can still, yeah. yeah. Jonathan Mitchell will more than likely, as long as he plays in goal for Hartlepool, feature most weeks. <laughs> uh, absolutely marvellous. Um, yeah, so you can sign up to join the fan club by just simply going to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me, or there's lots of information on cobblers to me.com. Lovely stuff. Um, look, it's not just Danny here with me this week. In fact, we've got a full complement of podders Yay. in the building. Um, it's a big hello back to both Chessie and Neil. Hello, both of you. Hello. <laughs> I genuinely didn't think anyone was going to say hello then. I was trying to see how long I could stay quiet. <laughs> I knew you would do. I was doing it too, but I was getting a bit... I was getting <laughs> quite who concerned. who first. <laughs> I was going to break first. Hey, did you, Charles, did you say... What was the that recent... Um, fan club member's name that is richard hamley is he 
in any way, shape or form linked to Hamleys? Do you know what? I'd really like to know the answer. I don't know. I haven't actually um, heard from Richard yet. I did send him an email with the link for joining the Slack. Not signed up just yet. Hopefully he'll be in this week and we'll be able to all have a chat. But always nice, I think, to uh, you know chat to the people that have signed up and joined the fan club. Lots of Absolutely. good especially fun happens in the Slack, doesn't it? Especially if they have linked to a, a multi-million pound toy retailer. <laughs> Get the sponsors in. Yeah. <laughs> it's all copper to me, sponsored by Hamleys. Uh, get your cuddly toys here. I would like a new Scalectrics, please. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh. I would like um, a Sabutio oh. featuring this season's Northampton Town Squad oh. to play with. That's nice. Chesie, we should say that um, you, you were rather excited at the weekend <laughs> and it seems you've lost your voice a little bit. Just a bit. Um, yeah, well, maybe I got a tad, a little bit, maybe just a bit overexcited. Yeah? Yeah, just a bit. Was there any particular point where that might have happened? Well, just all day, let's be honest. All day? <laughs> all day. It was fantastic. At uh, uh, half past four in the morning when you had to get up? No, half past five it was. Oh, half past five. Oh, sorry. sorry yeah, God. damn that early kickoff. And then there was some kind of like monsoon on en route. So I did a panic text to Neil saying, Neil, what is the weather like? Because I am not driving all the way up here to drive all the way back for a postponement because that would ruin my day. But it was magnificent, Charles. I'm glad you enjoyed it so much. I mean, we will get to it, obviously, in a bit. But you've mentioned weather. And uh, Neil. I understand Hello. that uh, well, you are our new resident, resident uh, weatherman. Oh, um, oh since I, I've got away, I've got a new title. Great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, mainly this stems from the fact that you go out walking the dog and now send us pictures of trees that have fallen or tornadoes that might be happening while you're well, out walking said dog. On my Sunday morning jaunt, I actually wasn't walking said dog. I was driving to oh. my lad's football game. Um, and of course, just as we got into the car park, it was called off. Um, Obviously, no other <laughs> way. It always happens. Make it. Uh, and then, yeah, on the way back through Kislimbury, I took took a road and suddenly there's a tree right in front of me. Welcome so to Somerset. No, I wasn't in Somerset. <laughs> <laughs> but I oh. rang the police and, and the guy, bless him, because I rang Polly first. Obviously, she's in the police. <laughs> you rang the police. <laughs> yeah. You didn't have to say any more of that. You rang the police. You rang no, your because wife. I wanted to clarify with her. Should I ring 999 or should I ring 111? Or 101, whichever one it is, because it was obviously yeah. not an, an emergency. And she was like, oh, I think you probably need to ring 999. Yeah. So I rang 999, spoke to the call handler, and if I'm honest, he sounded a little a little bit exasperated. What's the word? Exasperated. Exasperated. Yeah. Or exacerbated? And I was like, was I not meant... I said to him, was I not meant to ring? And he was like, no, 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 it's fine. You've done the right thing, but we've had hundreds and hundreds of calls about trees, and it's getting a bit long in the tooth. And I was like, you're supposed to be there to help me. <laughs> you know what you should have done is speak to the special branch, Neil. Oh, <laughs> Here we go. It's all cobblers to me. This week brought to you by Northampton Police. The difference between um, you guys and me is that when there's a tree down in Somerset, I just collect a farmer's tractor and remove the tree with the tractor. You're right, Neil. It's your fault. I should have have had a tractor, of course. Sorry. You you should have gone and found a tractor and a farmer to go with it. Well, I I did the the, the typical bloke thing. I got out of my car, 
walked up to the fallen down tree and thought, <laughs> I can stand there move with that. your fingers on your chin. Yeah, I can give it a kick. That. Yeah, I'll move. <laughs> Gave it one little budge and thought, I need to ring the police. <laughs> Uh, I'm surprised you didn't ring an ambulance. Oh, my back's gone. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm old. Far off. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, that's enough of weather chat. Um, the Cobblers blew Carlisle United away on Saturday. Oh, good link. Thank you. Uh, three goals to nil. Um, ironically, I was in Carlisle as the game kicked off. And it wasn't in Carlisle, Charles. It, it was wasn't. Builds, which right. is your mistake. Uh, yeah, I did a kneel, or, or rather, I should have done a kneel and asked for a reminder of the kickoff time and location. Uh, <laughs> listeners to the podcast from way back when will completely understand. Whenever we did our preview, Neil always liked to confirm the kickoff time and location at least five times. Before I don't even need to, to ask now. Danny. Danny automatically puts it in the WhatsApp chat, no matter what. Just so I shut up, I think. Yeah. Every, every week, Danny sneaks it in there. Two o'clock, Neil, six fields. It is one of those things, though. I mean, we do it for you for the uh, recording of the podcast Sunday, yeah, it's still 8 p.m. And, you <laughs> you know, it's still 25 hours later. Uh, <laughs> Neil emerges. Um, uh, Neil's actually here from last week's recording. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Uh, yeah, it was quite funny, you know, being in Carlisle. And obviously ironic that I was there when the game was happening in Northampton. Um, I, I, Chesie, you went to the game, didn't you? How Indeed. many how many Carlisle fans do you think were there? I mean, I don't have the official number. Oh, now you're number. asking me maths. Okay, well, just, so, you know, just, so you I, know, I'm not asking you to add them all up. I just, <laughs> like, just, just an, a guess, uh, so, a guesstimate. So for, for people that are familiar with six fields they didn't open what we know as the away end but they had that little section in the east stand mm-hmm. um but that section was fairly full um there was a couple of 100 at least i think um 288 yeah I was, yeah they they were um fair play to them because i was i was with a few carlisle fans before the match and it took them seven hours because of the weather so mm. i mean fair play Oh, absolutely. Fair play to them. Uh, The one thing that I will say is that I was in Carlisle and, okay, yes, 288 of them were in Northampton watching the game. But the vast majority of people that I saw in Carlisle were all Newcastle United fans off to St. James's Park on the train. I thought that was a bit of a shame, really, that they're all going there when their actual team, the one of their hometown, is, you know, 300 miles south getting hammered mm. i mean both teams got thrashed so i mean pick 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 your worst one really isn't it a case for definitely Carlisle in, Carlisle in this case <laughs> just fyi <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think so i think so uh, obviously before the game we knew that sam hoskins wasn't going to be able to play because of a suspension um i think i think we all thought and i, I don't just mean on the pod i think every cobblers fan uh, anyone that was doing their fan hub uh, team predictor would have put a, basically a straight swap, Hoskins out, Dylan Conley in. But it turned out that wasn't the case. Dylan Conley, bless him, he's got the COVID. He's got the COVID, has he? the COVID. Get well soon, Dylan Conley. Feel absolutely. better. Yeah, absolutely. And so in his place was Jordan Flores, who I, I, you know, this is a horrible thing to say, 
Um, I'd forgotten he existed. Wow. Genuinely, genuinely, I had forgotten about him because wasn't he the last time we ever talked about? It, he was injured, wasn't he? He was injured, and then he he had a reaction to his vaccination. Was the last time we heard, wasn't it? Because uh, of his asthma or something, wasn't it? <clears throat> so that he so he's been kind of slowly coming back. But I didn't. I definitely didn't put him in for a place on the right for sure. Or did um, he play on the right, Jeffy, or did Pinnock play there? I can't remember. There were, I think they were swapping a bit again. Yeah, this there was tends to happen of, with Hoskins and Pinnock as well. They swap of, um, a bit, don't they? Jiggery pokery. Jiggery pokery. Wow. But um, on on that note, though, Charles, I do have mm. to say that I I um I don't want to name drop, but I'm gonna. Um, oh. I was talking to Graham Carr at oh. half time. Love Graham Carr, cobbler's legend. As we all, yeah. Um, and he was saying that he was a little bit concerned. Not concerned about the the performance, but concerned about the fact that obviously it was a slightly disjointed squad. Mm. Bearing in mind the first half wasn't as strong as what the second half half was, but he was say I said to him that it would be a really good sign of a team going for promotion if we were able to perform and get good results with a team that is a little bit disjointed, because <clears throat> because obviously we'll come on to the fact that Azamagaza got injured very early on. And Raven came on. And so you've got a real mix of players that don't normally play. So if you've got that depth on the bench, which we've been crying out for for years, because I know we had so many problems last season because, I mean, we didn't have an appropriate keeper for a start. And there were so many things and so many elements that meant that we didn't have the depth in the squad. So the fact that we have that and that was a real strong performance from those that came in and were almost bit part players, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I was really, really impressed with the fact that people were able to slot into those roles. So yeah, very good. Good stuff. I mean, what was the what was the performance like in terms of what we've seen in in recent weeks with those changes that were made? You said it was a bit disjointed, but we've tended to be pretty slow off the mark anyway, haven't we? And it's been yeah. like first half has always been kind of like the settler, if you like. Yeah. And then we go for the kill in the second half. The only trouble with that, Charles, is that's completely accurate and that's what happened. The only trouble with that is me and Sean were talking about it. And um, that's absolutely fine when you're playing Carlisle or Mansfield or Tranmere or whatever. Um, but, you know, if you're playing late in Orient, you could be 2-0 down within 20 minutes. On the flip side, though, you can only play what's in front of you. Um, so if you're setting up your team to play against a team like Carlisle, then, you know, maybe do do take the sting out of the game because the first 20 minutes they come out all guns blazing because they wanted to impress their new manager. But obviously we killed that enthusiasm and, and that hmm. kind of that absolute need to get the ball and we kind of killed that and it was almost a bit flat. But I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. It just stopped their flow. And then as soon as we got off the mark, the shackles were off completely. Yeah. I like the way that you've now lumped Tranmere into the bracket of the same, you know, as Mansfield and Stevenage and, and Well, they Carlisle. were shocking in the second half. But considering but considering how before that game that we were sort of going, oh, you know, now, you know, we, we've just played two rubbish games and we two rubbish teams and we've beaten them both. Now it's a tester against Tranmere. Now that we've beaten them, that's not because we were really good. That's because mm. they were really bad. <laughs> Such yeah. a typical Cobblers fan to reaction. football fans. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's going to be a point soon, though, where we, we're beating too many teams to say it's the opposition. 
Yeah, right, there's got to be something be. good about it. There, yeah. There's a lot good about us at the minute, and I've watched it back again today. And we, yeah, we made it look easy. Yeah, they were awful, but I think there's got to be a point soon where we think actually we're, we're all right here. We've we've got a job. We were talking before we came on, thinking at what point do we actually say we're in a promotion challenge because it's 15 mm-hmm. games in. We're about a third of the way into the season. We're actually pretty good. Not many teams are very good. <laughs> so, so there's got to be a chance, right? That, what did you see? I that's... think it's almost like the it's so hard to accept that we're really good. Did you see that stat from, um, I, I saw it on Twitter earlier. I think it might have been Cobbler's Past that posted it. And it was a, a comparison between the 2015-16 season at oh, this don't point. don't do that. Don't do that. Now, don't do that. Well, hang on. I, I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm telling you what they've done. And, and it's basically we have got an exact same replica of a record um, as we did at this same stage of the season back mm-hmm. then so we've won the same amount of games drawn and lost got the same amount of points um which i think but, is really really spooky on mm, halloween oof. as we're recording this Ooh. it's a it's definitely a different feel to it isn't it in terms of we're not getting hugely excited by it, i think because of the the type of player that we've got and the type of the way we're playing it's it's a different type of performances that we put in where we could just give the call to Ricky Holmes and Nicky Adams and they'll do something with it. It's more of a, it's definitely got Coldwood stamp on it for sure. Absolutely. And that's not, that's not saying it in a negative way at all. It's, it's, everybody knows what they're doing. Everyone knows their jobs. They know their roles. They know what they're doing. Everyone's biting into the tackles. Like the middle of the pitch, we just boss every, all the time. Uh, the defence, again, a clean sheet. Everybody just seems to know what they're doing and get on with it. And that's the Coldwood stamp on it. And mixed with, what Brady's doing in terms of like the attacking bits of it, the man management, I'd say is probably pretty good at. It just seems to be a perfect mix at the minute. And yeah, it's not going to be as exciting as the 2016 team because nothing will probably ever come close to that in our lifetime. But that's not to say that we're not good at what we're doing. And yeah, come on. Let's talk about... Let's talk about Paul Lewis because in recent weeks... He has been the subject of uh, question marks. Like a lot of people have sort of been going, um, you know, he's the one player or the one position in the team that maybe could be strengthened. A few people have questioned whether he's actually doing enough, i.e., you know, we're not necessarily seeing enough of him. Um, well, he's shown everybody what he can do now, hasn't he? So are we are we now sort of looking at this and going... This is good. I mean, clearly, clearly that is what we're doing. But you know, are we now sort of maybe thinking to ourselves, maybe we don't need to go and out and find a, a number ten in so, January? So here's the thing, right? The thing about being in a, a let's say successful, we're not successful just yet, but I think we're good enough for me to make this statement. When you're in a, a good squad, the sign of a good squad is that. You have players that do their jobs, do them really efficiently, but run under the radar. So Danny just mentioned people like Nicky Adams and Ricky Holmes, who will always remember, but there are people in that 2016 squad that we didn't always notice were there, but that's because they were doing their job properly. And I think that's what Paul Lewis has been doing. He slipped under the radar because he's done everything he's need to have done, but he's just gone about it quite quietly and moved around the pitch efficiently you know he, he's been a, a part of a squad that have put together a decent set of goals eventually um, and been really 
good defensively. So he's in that mix somewhere. He's doing a job efficiently somehow because we are good at what we're doing. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, I think now he's taken over the Ryan Watson role, hasn't he, really? That would that would be where Ryan Watson would be playing, I think, if he was still uh, playing for the Cobblers. What would you say, Neil? Would you, would you agree with that? Do you think that he is a, an adequate replacement for that? Well, I mean... Ryan, where's Ryan Watson now? Tramier, <laughs> Tramier, yes. yeah, not really, bench. not really playing either. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, he had he had a good season with us, Ryan Watson, didn't he? But mm. I think that's because everyone else was rubbish, Neil. But yeah, <laughs> well, you're right. But you're right. He stood out a little bit, but mainly because everyone else was, like you say, pretty diabolical. So I don't think Ryan Watson was ever going to be that difficult to replace. I don't know. Yeah, essentially, swap them as well, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and in my mind, I wouldn't say I'm still massively sold on Paul Lewis, and that sounds strange to say after he's just scored a hat-trick. Um, it's it, what he goes on and does from here, though, isn't it, obviously? Exactly, yeah. It's, it's how does he does he carry on? Obviously, he's not going to score a hat-trick every week, but does he... Does well, he... he should do. He set my <laughs> expectations that high. <laughs> <laughs> but does he carry on getting it, a few goals here or there and stuff? Because um, I think he needs to. I think without that, question him a little bit i think he needs to he needs to do that he needs to be that because we know sean mcwilliams isn't going to score many right that's that that's mm. not his game full stop really his game is tearing around the pitch breaking up a little bit although he's shown he, he can he can pass the ball a bit here or there um but i think he's still developing that part of his game as well so i, I look i'm happy paul lewis has got a hat trick of course a jury's still a little bit out from me on him but i'm quite often wrong so <laughs> he's not going to play Carlisle every week either is he no yeah and, <laughs> and I mean that <laughs> second goal <laughs> can I just mention the first goal for me um, of course you can because <laughs> <laughs> he scored and I've watched it back today and you may not have seen this Jeffy when you were busy celebrating and throwing your Harry Bows in the air um, but they go over to celebrate in the corner um, and it's like all the players are like the cool kids in the school disco jumping around dancing around and then Clarence comes ambling along. He's like that kid who just, me basically, um, at school discos, he tries to go and join in with the cool kids, then decides against it, and then just walks off as if that was what he was planning all along. <laughs> so just ignored him completely. <laughs> I felt it for you, uh, But Neil, um, I want Neil to describe the second goal, please. <laughs> There's no words, Danny. <laughs> How I also want Neil it? to describe the second goal because there's a part of me that doesn't know whether he's actually seen it. <laughs> Hold on. Well, if we you can find it live, it would be even better. Uh, no, I have seen it. And I think from our point of view, thank you very much. From a Carlisle point of view, oh, it needs that music, doesn't it? It does. But was it you, Danny, that said it? that is us so many times before in the past? We've been there so many times before where it's just everything's just gone wrong. And I listened to it back um, with the Carlisle commentators on. (laughs) They've just been like, oh, no. Oh, oh, no. no." What I actually said at the time when they were because they were messing about with it for a little while before it eventually fell apart. And I actually said to Sean, I went, 
that's dangerous play when you're already one nil down. And as I said it, <laughs> Atete just pops just up. The <laughs> <laughs> number eight just completely fluffs it. But it's fact that he doesn't and even then, really chase. He just like he's like, oh okay. Yeah. I think you've got, a, you've got a respect just <laughs> how bad it was. <laughs> See, it, was the, it wasn't just that. It was the first, but the first pass as well that went out to the left that just completely missed everyone. It was like the um, was it the Mansfield kickoff the other day? Yeah, yeah, just to no yeah. one. And then the, that oh, happened a lot though in the game. Like the goalkeeper just put it out of the ground, or you know, and their shots were like wildly out of the ground several yeah, times. Yeah. I mean, one football landed in like the, you know, that really long grass, like a mile away from the ground, about there. Yeah. Also, what's what's Rod McDonald doing as well? At yeah. that point? He just oh. strolls back for a Rod. Rodders. He's, he's, uh, oh, <laughs> he's, he just he, he stops as soon as the ball goes to Lewis and just just uh, oh, go on then. I go had on, a little Rodders. look, a little look on the the Carlisle message board, oh. um, <laughs> which was a fun read. I bet. Um, <laughs> And there was Did a they have a comments. redevelopment thread that goes on for 15 years as well? <laughs> no, but there was some undertones of ownership issues and stuff oh, going on, definitely. But I didn't, I obviously didn't really understand it massively. Um, but there was some very disparaging comments towards Rod McDonald, shall we say. How dare I, they? I hope he never pulls a shirt on again. Ooh. Things like that. And I didn't know whether it's just a, a shirt in general or what. <laughs> Maybe what they meant to say was that they, what they want to do is they want to pay for him to have a butler that dresses him. Oh, well, you we'd know. all like that, Charles. Yeah, you know, a bit like um, a Downton Abbey. Oh. Yeah. Do they dress them? They don't physically dress them, do they? I think I think they, they did in, in the past, yeah. Did they? Yeah, I think so. Maybe not in Downton Abbey, but like in history. Dressing people with Charles Commons. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to just before Jeffy goes mental in a good way. Um, I just I, I want to start off this 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 next segment about uh, the King as Jeffy has demanded I refer to him as. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want to start by saying obviously the last couple of weeks I've been saying that I'm I'm not too sure about his defensive qualities and whether they are quite good enough and I just want to say that that I've watched the uh, the main highlights of the game and especially in the first half he made some very very good defensive interceptions and he positioned himself really well uh, on a good number of occasions to maybe just sort of prove me wrong a little bit I know that you've got much more to say about him, Jeffy. So I'll, I'll say over to you. But I think it's worth mentioning that I did think he had a very good game defensively on yeah, Saturday as well game. as attacking. He did. He and James Hennigan actually was going to give him a star man, but couldn't because of Paul Lewis's hat trick. So you know, there's what you need to know. That shame, first, that first um, defensive clearance was a thing of beauty and then we have to come on to what can only de- be described as the king's gymnastics <laughs> which... <laughs> new section the king's gymnastics <laughs> which, well there's no other way to describe it but he fell over um and, i mean i'm not sure well well I'm not sure whether it's the quality of the king or whether it's the the inadequacies of the Carlisle player. He literally manages to tackle himself 
<laughs> off of the ground with the ball and come away and set up another attack whilst being laid on the floor. And I just was like, what is going on? And it was successful. It was brilliant. He's, he, he, and I'm going to say quite a bold statement here. Oh. Uh, he reminds me of John Joe O'Toole because he makes complicated things look really easy. So there was a couple of occasions where he ran down the wing and he just like literally walked through three players. And I'm like, I know they're awful, but he makes complicated things look so easy. He's very, very good. As you know, I I think he's brilliant. But yeah, he had a very, very good game. And he, he just, he's one of those players that it's really infectious, isn't it? When players are doing well and because the crowd love things like that and it really it really lifts people and I think his acrobatics made everybody laugh as well as the thing is it makes everybody laugh when they fall over but then when he saved it and salvaged it it was like oh my god it was so good so yeah it was wonderful I loved it well done the king and and of course you met him I did meet the king Jeffy's life peaked (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh, that's lovely. That love the um, king. What was what, he what like? An absolute legend. He was lovely. He was lovely. Someone was asking him about why he wasn't man of the match, and he was saying that obviously we couldn't steal it from Paul Lewis. But um, yeah, he he was very lovely. And yes, Jeffy's life absolutely peaked on Saturday. It was fantastic. Did you tell him how much of a fan you are? Well, no, because I didn't want to take the limelight away from many other humans that were waiting to greet the king. Because obviously he had a royal, like, party waiting for him. <laughs> okay. Did you ask him his favourite pizza topping? Oh. No, but I reckon it'd be pepperoni. Oh, that's oh, it. Come on, Jeffy. Jeffy, come on. You've been on the pod for long enough now. We come all know on. there's you one know question you have to ask. Well, actually, two. Two, two yeah, questions. Two. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Come on, Charles. Yeah. You've been on the pod long enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, bravo. Well played, well played. <laughs> uh, dear. Just before we take our, our quick break and then come back with the post bag, um, a very quick mention uh, to, well, going back to Paul Lewis. Um, Paul Lewis's goal gift is awful, isn't I'll it? Sort it out. Come on, Paul. If so you're gonna much. if you're gonna be scoring goals, you've got to sort that out. Maybe he wasn't expecting to, but that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he wasn't expecting to score. No, but he did score a few for Tranmere last year, so he it's must true. be expecting to at least get a couple. <laughs> let himself down though he has let himself down I'll tell you who hasn't let himself down Adam Morton (laughs) (laughs) we were were all missing him we were missing him because Paul Lewis selfish that's why I'm going to call him selfish (laughs) wanted all the limelight for a rubbish gif all on his own didn't include Mort's like everybody else does so it's fine because Mortz has got his own goal gift. I love that he's got his own goal gift. <laughs> it's not even a goal gift, it's a three points gift. Three pointer, yeah, three yeah. points gift. Oh, I love it. Absolutely oh, love it. In- he was, also spent some time thing. in a box, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> it's in the kit bucket. In the kit bucket, or whatever, <laughs> you, like the, whatever you call it, yeah. Kit bucket. Looks, looks like he had a nice time. He had a bit of a break dance in the changing room, didn't he? Then yeah. He got chucked in the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> is this Mitch around. Piddock's Instagram? Yeah, they a couple of players put yeah. it up, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, so brilliant! It's nice to see that sort of thing, though, isn't it? Um, because that, the that all that sort of stuff was what was the going camaraderie. On. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what was going on. You know, in the promotion season, wasn't it? Mm. And when we won the league and stuff, and I think that yeah. sort of thing is so important. It's, yeah, he's, he's the so lifeblood of the club, isn't he? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I, w- yeah. I will say this. It's very easy to do that and to be like that when you're winning 
Yeah, but they. True. But regardless of that, though, I think Adam brings so much to those players. Like his ability to, and they always say it, his ability to make them smile and make them laugh. You know, and even when we were in the depth of a relegation battle last year, he would always make you smile, regardless of whether we've lost four nil and and you know we know we're going to get relegated. He will never fail to make you smile. He's such a brilliant bloke. Yeah, it's easy to do when you're <coughs> winning, but I think we have been winning before and haven't seen it as well. True. Like we've, we've had teams that have gone on these winning runs, and so we haven't really seen things like this before. So it's great to see. Like, there's a lot of camaraderie, even they're coming off the pitch and like joking around with each other and stuff. It's so good to see. It's there's there's a great spirit there. You can tell, and it's not just like a token thing that everyone says. Oh, there's a great spirit in the dressing room kind of thing. You can actually tell and feel it. I think this year. Absolutely. Well, look, we'll um, take a very quick break and we will be back in a moment. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Welcome back to It's All Cobblers to Me. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for coming back. Uh, We've done with the game now, so it's on to this. It's time to read your letters out To hear what you all think about The mighty cobblers from the town Are we going up or staying down? Just have a rant or have some fun At itsallcobblers at gmail.com A tweet, whatsapp or on the slack it's time to empty Neil's sack. I'll get me coat. <laughs> I love it. Although we do, we need an updated jingle from Malcolm <laughs> because now we've got a new email address, everybody. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a shame. It's all cobblers at gmail.com. Obviously, we'll, we'll, it's still there. It still exists. Um, but our, our new email address is podcast.cobblers2me.com. So, Malcolm, do us, do us a solid. Go on. Just change that one little lyric for us. That'd be lovely. Thanks very much. Um, Neil, you're here. Your post bag is with you. But Danny's going to actually read them out. Yeah. I mean, let, well, just to clear up, I did ask whether I needed to load it up before we started recording. <laughs> and a unanimous response from all three of you was, why change the habit of a lifetime? Don't worry about it. <laughs> exactly. so, Neil has carried the post bag all this way to and the studio. So... If there's anyone I would want to empty my sack, then I would pick Danny. <laughs> oh. So go for it, Danny. I feel a bit left out now. I'm perturbed <laughs> by that. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Northampton Town Turkey, Charles, has been in touch after the game, saying we're genuinely pushing for promotion right now. Oh. Things are getting a whole lot better than I expected at the start of the season. I'm really awful at predictions. <laughs> Aren't yeah. we all? Aren't, Aren't we all? We all? Oh, well, actually, we... I think Neil called it again, didn't he, at the start of the season? That we... I think I might have had a story. Yeah, you said, you said yeah. We, exactly where we are. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, I mean 
Long way to go, isn't it? Yes. Don't get too overexcited, I don't think. But points per we're, game. We're allowed to um we're allowed to be happy, I think we is are. the uh, the way Absolutely. to be at mm-hmm. the moment. Definitely. We have to enjoy these moments of joy for they could be short lived or dashed. Oh. Oh get that on a t shirt. Bit of philosophy <laughs> there for you. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I did. It was good. It was good. Uh Cobbler Toad. Um has been in touch. He said that there's a recurring theme that they've noticed. Uh, the first half, a little bit messy. Second half, Lionel messy. Perfectly said. Excellent <laughs> analogy. Could good not to agree have, more. Good to have some genuine optimism again. And then he finishes off his message with Danny's favourite uh, vowels. Uh, E-I, 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 O. Oh. Who is yes. that from? Cobbler Toad. Cobbler toad, is it? Cobbler toad. Toadfish Rebecca? Maybe. Oh. Yeah. Could be, couldn't it? Uh, is it the toad of Toad Hall? Ah, oh, Wind in the Willows. Any other toads that we can think of? It's uh, probably it, isn't it? No, I'm out of toads. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> toad chat, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from toads to bricks. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brick Cobbler uh, talking about Adam Mortem's gif said this has made my day my weekend my month and my year I think he speaks for all of us there Mortz's gif was incredible as we said before the break absolutely brilliant I mean, Mortz's gif must have come about the same time when Jeff was meeting Koiki and <laughs> our WhatsApp just it just went ballistic at everything it was all kicking off it did. Absolutely everything was just going on all at the same time. It was it was it was a joyous occasion. I had a magnificent day. It sounds like <laughs> it. It sounds like it. Really does. I mean, you've got no voice left, which is fab. I mean, not because we don't want to hear you. I, yeah, I, mean, I mean because I did, you enjoyed yourself. <laughs> I did scare the fan in front of me when I started shouting at Keona Tete to run, but you know. Why are you shouting at Keanu Tete to run? Well, because I was encouraging him because he was just about to score, but then he laid it off Lewis. Ah, I see, I see. see. I was like, go, run. And then he ran and fell over. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. But, you know, the king fell over and look what happened there. Quite right, yes. Uh, We've got some emails, Danny. Yes, got one from Daniel Darwood um, on the Slack. Quiz winner, Daniel Darwood. Quiz winner, yes. Um, He says, currently lying in bed, enjoying the uh, magazines from Matt Sammons that he's folded up. No, no, he didn't. He said, currently lying in bed, enjoying the extra hour and bathing in the glow of a fourth win and clean sheet on the bounce. Also trying to remember how you update the clock on my cooker. Do you, you think it was true that before this run, the team weren't working on attacking shape in training? They're definitely doing something right now, managing to stay in the grind early on and then cutting loose after taking the lead and playing some good football. I'm certainly enjoying it. UTC. Exclamation mark. I, I, I don't know how that, true that was no, about them not working on attacking shape. I know it was me that brought it to the table on the pod a couple of weeks back. Yeah, Charles. Yeah, me. Yeah, yeah Charles. Charles. Come on, Charles. Charles. You said it was cookers. You're in the same boat. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I can't see that being the case. However, what I maybe can f- think is that that football managers and coaches often say um, you 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 create a base, don't you? So you work on your staying solid and you know not conceding, and then that forms a 
a base that allows you to then go on and, uh, and attack from. So maybe it was a case of that they were working on um, their defensive shape and, and, and bits a bit more at the start. It is all about that base, by the way. All about that base. <laughs> buttery, buttery biscuit base? <laughs> Suddenly turned into the Great British Bake Off. Oh, what a show. <laughs> what a great show. Malcolm Butler's been in touch. <laughs> Butters. Butters. Morning, all. (laughs) Morning. I I seem to remember writing at the start of the season about an old adage that said, never look at the league table until the clocks go back. Well, having enjoyed an extra hour in bed this morning, here's a look at some league tables from the past when the clocks had just gone back. They are from seasons in my cobbler's supporting past when we've been promoted. So here goes. October 27th. 1986. We won 3-0 away at Stockport and we were already sitting 10 points clear at the top of Division 4, having only lost once since the start of the season. October 29th, 1996. A 2-0 away win at Hartlepool took us to 10th in the league on 22 points. Top of the table were Fulham and Cambridge. Fast forward another 10 years or so. October 29th, 2005. A dull 0-0 at home to Grimsby left us in 8th place in League 2 on 23 points, level with Wrexham and Boston. Whatever happened to them? Another 10 years later. October 31st, 2015. A 2-all draw away at Newport left us on 28 points and sitting 5th in the table. My noisy neighbours, Plymouth Argyle, were five points clear at the top and I never miss an opportunity to gently remind them who got their hands on the silverware at the end of the season. Smirk, smirk. October 26th, 2019, a 2-0 win against our opponents next Saturday, Cambridge, saw us lying in eighth spot on 24 points. And so, we are currently third on 27 points. 12 points from our last four matches, 10 goals scored, none conceded. Say what you like, but I think we may just avoid relegation this season. (laughs) That's the optimism we all love. Keep up the great work. Hopefully see a few of my fellow slackers in Brizzle in a couple of weeks' time. Yours, Malcolm. Go on, Malcolm. What a great email. You will be seeing myself and Jeffy in Brizzle. Will do. Don't let that put you off, but... Will, what are you trying to say, territory. Danny? Everybody returns their tickets. <laughs> <laughs> There's Jeffy and Danny just stood on the terrace on their own. <laughs> I enjoyed that email. I love a good stat and well-researched email. That's great. Statman Danny. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a fair point. 27 points. Absolutely. Decent. Very decent. Yeah. Send your emails to podcast at cobblerstome.com. Thank you so much to everybody that has uh, this week. Um, the optimism is just flowing through us. Mm-hmm. And from one uh, football team that have been providing us with optimism for the last four games to a team that has been doing it for the best part of two years, it is, of course, the NTFC women's team. Uh, now, um, Danny, mm. unfortunately, the first team... Um, were just about to kick off um, in their league game um, when it was postponed for water on the pitch. Yes. Terrible, terrible, terrible. However, the development team... 
They had a bit of a barnstorming day on Sunday. They did. 13-1. 30. I'm lucky for some. 13-1. What a scoreline. Five for uh, Seska Partridge as well, no? Five. That's... It's incredible. It's filtering down, isn't it? The... uh the uh, women's goals to the development teams. It's just, just mad. It, it's a great sign when your development team's doing the same thing, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, just think about how much confidence must be just flowing through all of those those Probably. teams. And there's many of them, isn't there? Because obviously you've got the development team and then underneath that you've got all of the age groups as well. For the, I, I think it then turns into the, the girls. Uh, age groups, doesn't it? They were playing um, Bugbrook St. Michael's, by the mm-hmm. way. Great name. Absolutely great name. Um, love that. And and it is good to see. I mean, the development squad, I mean, the goals. You mentioned Seska Partridge um, scoring five. Charlie Cooper got a hat-trick. She's another one that has played for the first team. So there's definitely a pathway, isn't there? Yeah, I think it's really interesting. And very encouraging that we can almost see the product of all of the work that's gone on because we know there's been a huge amount of development in what maybe the last five years should we say it's particularly in the women's side and in the development side and there's a lot of stuff that goes on on match days and and we're really encouraged as a fan base to embrace the club not just as the men's first team but as a whole every part of Northampton Town Football Club and I think this is the product of that effort that's gone in if you see what I mean. So we can talk all day about how this run they're going on and how they keep beating teams. But actually, if you dive a bit deeper, it's all of that work that has gone on for years and years and years to get these young girls and women coming through. It's just so fantastic, isn't it? So, so good. Absolutely brilliant. And um, uh, yeah, the uh, FA Cup draw, We it was announced, I think, after we'd recorded last week. So for the first team, the FA Cup first round tie is a home tie um, to Bedworth, who are one division above our NTFC women. So it's the league that hopefully they'll be in next season, all being well. And um, yeah, it'll be a good test for them, won't they? I mean, there's been no announcement as yet that I've seen. Uh, Danny, I don't know if you've seen anything about where that game will be played. No, because you, you said, Charles, it's on the same weekend as we play Bristol, isn't it? Bristol Rangers? Yes, so it is. a couple of weeks' time. So no, no announcement yet, which I'm hoping means that they're going to try and get it at six fields if they can. Because um, that'd be great, especially against a, a test like that against the team, a league above them. Um, yeah, get it, get it on there. Get it on there, absolutely. It was such a success last time that if you get more and more, especially in the Cup as well, it just has that different feel and big game feel to it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Well, look, um, that is essentially it for this week's It's All Cobblers to Me. But if you would like um, to hear more of us, then you can do by listening to Danny's League 2 Roundup by joining the uh, It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Just go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me or cobblers to me.com for more information um we'll be going on there to talk about everything that else that happened in league two 
over the weekend. Uh, remember, all of our content, including match previews, are available on our website, cobblers2me.com, and the Fan Hub app as well. Plus, if you really like what we do and you would like to support us, then you can go and join the fan club. That would be absolutely wonderful. But for now, thank you very much for listening. We really, really do appreciate it. And we'll be back same time next week. There's the cup. There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. This podcast is a proud member of the Fan Hub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with Fan Hub to put fans first. Search Fan Hub app to play your part in the journey. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network.